welcome to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. Each week these idiots pair cocktails with comic books. You can find the cocktails, drinking game rules, and playlists on the blog at funnybooksandfirewater.com. While at funnybooksandfirewater.com, you can also find a drinking game rule to play while you listen to each episode. You can follow us at FirewaterCast on Twitter, and FunnyBooks and Firewater on Facebook and Instagram. This is episode 150, Gotham City Sirens, part of the comic book couples month. Crap. That's what I get for watching a kid all by myself, right? Uh, having a nervous breakdown, trying to star in a podcast while uh, having a child. You know, guys don't help themselves, because my wife has a lot of friends, you know, that have kids and whatnot. Yeah. And they do things and whatnot, and they can't watch a kid for more than half an hour before breaking down. (laughs) Really? Or asking, or what do I do? And Amy's like, oh, can you watch? I'm like, I'll watch her. It's fine. She's like, what if something happens? And I'm like, I'm an adult. (laughs) I'll figure it out. Yeah. So, or she's even talking to her sisters, like, we should go on a sister's trip. I'm like, great, do it in six months. Mm -hmm. She's like, but I'll be gone for like a week with the baby. I'm like, will you be okay? I'm like, I'll be okay. Will you be okay with the baby? I'm like, I'll figure it out. I uh, fed her and she's passed out in her vibrating little um, swoopy chair thing Mm -hmm. going on. So she's getting her bum being vibrated. Nice. And she's sleeping away. And I'm like, you know, I bet that's pretty good. Wait, Here's the thing. There, there are essentially uh, massage chairs for babies now. Oh yeah, absolutely. Anything it takes to keep them calm. <laughs> Alrighty. <Jesus>. So <laughs> that's right. It just takes uh, four double A's, and that thing just goes for <laughs> hours. Yeah. See, I'm at the weird crossroads of I got up at four a.m. to work. Well, I got up at two a.m. to get to work on time. Uh, yeah. So I, I start working at four a.m. So like. I'm at this weird stage where I'm like, I kind of want to get an energy drink to drink during the show, but I also kind of want to go to bed. You know what I mean? Once I'm done recording and I'm not sure I'm, I'm willing to take votes. Should I be hyper or should I not be hyper? Well, what's tomorrow look like? I have the day off. Yeah. Then be hyper. Have a yeah. good time. Okay. Hold on a second. I'll grab that drink. <laughs> I'm going to pull a Todd. Oh, what's that? That's a just, Todd. Are you just gonna now? You just need to slam it. I'm not gonna slam it, but I will definitely drink it on air. <laughs> All right, because I would just you know just slam it and then go, and then open up the second one, and then oh my like god, like a man. No. That's right, Dude, Todd, Todd's ability to drink energy drinks it amazes me. Like it just the man's intake of caffeine is incredible. It's like it's like I would imagine going out and hanging out with Lemmy at a bar. You know what I mean? You just be like, holy shit, like what? Drinking unlimited energy drinks with Todd, you're like, oh my god, you know what I mean? And like, still holds out a hand, steady as a surgeon. I'm like, how the fuck? Like, that's just insane. And I've got a uh, pancreas and liver issues. Who would have thunk? Yeah, <laughs> go that's figure, it. right? Right. So, okay, okay. Well, let's hey. get this show on the road. Hey, and welcome to episode 150. That's 150, kids. We've made it that far. Oddly, we should make this a huge landmark episode, but of course, <laughs> we're missing uh, not quite half of the podcast, but that's okay. Sure. Um, the Adam is at work, uh, and the Maya is, uh, he's gone, at I don't work? know. Is he working? Is that what he's doing? I sure hope so. That's all I heard was, I can't make it. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. It's happen, and I'm like, you know, Sunday, is Sundance still going on? Oh, maybe that's what it is. Maybe I he's doing he's all that. Capitalize on the Sundance event. Okay, that would add up. So yeah, so he's trying to 
He's trying to make a thing. So, anyway. Yeah. Let him hustle. Anyway, but we have the prettiest members here for you for the 50th, so Aww. or the 150th. So, uh, you know, we're going to rock it out. Um, alone. Well, no, not alone. Mm-hmm. Hang, hanging out with the baby. Babysitting yeah. all by himself, not with somebody else in Utah. We have Mr. Todd. So I do need to inform you if it's your own kid, it's not called babysitting. <laughs> okay, what's it called? Parenting. Oh, parenting. Hanging his... with your kid, but you don't babysit your own child. How long is she considered a newborn? Can I say you're parenting your newborn, or has that been too long? Well, my mother absolutely hates the reference to kid because she says a kid refers to a baby goat. Your child's not a goat. I worked with a stage manager who had an issue with uh, the, the term kid as well. I wonder if it's just that, that age bracket or something. I don't it know. Is, her mother had an issue with it. So I now refer to her as my little goat as well. You know what? So I wonder if it's because of that song, the Mares Eat Oats and Does Eat Oats and Little Lambs Eat Ivy. A kid will eat Ivy too, wouldn't you? Wasn't that song like popular when they were kids? I don't know. You're older than me, man. I don't know that oh, song. Oh, my 11 days. <laughs> I've never heard of that song. You've never heard that song? No. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, the, the old fucker. <laughs> bite me, clown. Anyway, introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Todd. You can find me here on the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. And hey, we recorded more episodes of English Class Hooligans, too. We did. We did. So that moved. So, yay. Proud of um, you can find me yeah that deserves it so i'm over there too i'm here in salt lake hanging around if you see me wave and say hello and i'll give you a very blank look and going how do you know me <laughs> that's true so yeah also uh hanging out with uh well, he's parenting his cat bruce we have yes. mr jason <laughs> i am jason uh unemployed writer in los angeles and since we're going through until i actually uh get a job that i can speak about uh going through past uh, professional exploits. I was one of got over a hundred uh, PAs on the Dark Knight Rises here in Los Angeles, uh, but one of the very few to uh, pee next to Christopher Nolan during lunch. So, oh wow! Add that to my name. Yes. <laughs> did you? <laughs> so you whipped it out with Christopher Nolan. <laughs> there was a separated between us, but yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome, man. Oh, that's... So, I also see a missed opportunity here, Brian. Whenever yeah. you're introducing us, Jason mm-hmm. should always go before Todd. Why is that? Jason Todd. Oh, Jason Todd. Okay. Okay. You know what? We, yeah, okay. I'll work on that. Just work on that. <laughs> I'll work on that. It's just a thing, but it's good. Okay. I from agree. Jason to Todd. Yep. yep. For the two Batman nerds among us. Well, those three bat. We really are the three nerdiest as far as Batman goes. <sighs> So, does Jason, do you have a Batman tattoo yet? I do not. Uh, I may eventually get one, but uh, we'll see. All I, right. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I mean, if, uh, apparently it's become a thing. If you're going to be on the show, you need a Batman tattoo. <laughs> Three of the five do. Three of the five do, yeah. Well, That's I, right. I guess I got to work on that then. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to go get another one if you want to come with me. Not another Batman tattoo, but another tattoo. So, if you want to join me. Ooh, we could go down to San Diego, like the birthplace of American tattooing. Oh yeah, we go get all traditional about it. Come on, we're going down in two days. I don't think I'm ready to get one that soon, but there's I'll nothing like get a tattoo at the last minute. It's a brilliant <laughs> idea. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, just jump into those kind of oh, choices. Yeah. It's a great plan. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. No, I this tattoo. I want to get um, the symbol from. Uh, 
uh, I kill giants and I've wanted to get it for a very, very, very long time. And frankly, mm-hmm. I had a little job interview today that I was waiting for that job interview to happen before I got this tattoo. It's sort of what I was waiting for. Where is this tattoo uh, going to be? I think, I think you've told me like, before, but yeah. I think I want to do it right at the top of my forearm, like right where the, uh, like on my right arm, where the, or no, sorry, on my left arm. Well, maybe right arm, left arm. Basically right, like just inside the crux of the elbow, like just before the elbow on the forearm. That's hmm. kind of where I want to do it. So either that or I thought about doing it closer to my wrist, but like now with all the smartwatches and whatever, sometimes tattoos there have been causing problems with smartwatches and I don't want to totally screw that over. So that's Ooh, sort that's of, cool. Yeah. Well, um, Jason, though, I got my tattoo. It's not, I need to word this correctly. I was all about getting a tattoo with Brian, but I put it on Brian while he was busy working and out of state. <laughs> well, he was yeah. in town. I'm like, if you figure out who in town in between everything, yeah, I'll do it. And two days later, he's like, dude, I've got a plan. Here we go. And I'm like, this is happening. <laughs> yep. Called, he called, called his bluff, apparently. Yep. So. Which is why I have not agreed. <laughs> yeah, that's probably wise of you. But uh, no, there's a really cool tattoo parlor that has some really heavy duty names associated with it that I'm going to go check out and uh, and try to get. Like, I, there's a few bigger tattoos that I want to get, but I'm trying to find like the right place for them. Um, also, I want to be in better shape if I'm going to sit there with my shirt off in front of strangers for a while because I want to get a piece on my chest and I don't want to be like. Ooh. I know. I'm, I'm trying to. You know. I'm. I'm I've lost 37 pounds, so like I'm, I'm getting closer awesome. to where I want to be, but I'm just not there yet. So, so will anything be as epic though as Nixon's face on a back? No, who did that, by the way? Roger Stone. Oh, he really did God. do that. He did. Yeah, did, he uh, worked for Nixon back in I the day. That, yeah. Well, no, but, like I, see, I saw it on. Uh, I, I didn't realize. This. I saw like a headline on. Um, Oh, what is that website? The Onion. But I assume like it was a joke that he had attached there. I don't there. think it's a joke. I think it's the real deal. I mean, after he got out of jail and he did his press conference, he did the whole "I am not a crook" stance. Of course, you he know, did with his fingers in the air at the Y with the peace going on. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, talk about a guy. Any publicity is the right publicity. And we're nothing if not topical because when we're talking about this, all of this happened like a month ago. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's because we get things in the can. Way to go. It's, uh, it's because it's hard enough to get us all, like, three of us scheduled, let alone all five of us scheduled. So, you know, that's how it goes. Anyway, hey, I'm Brian. I'm a sound designer based in Southern California and a grad student at the University of Denver. Um, and just as a little side note, if you want to, uh, we at, I created a little uh, Instagram account to help update people as to when English Class Hooligans uh, is uh, is up. And I've also thrown on a few quotes here and there. I was good for, like, a few days, and then I've fallen mm-hmm. off. I'll get better about it. Um but uh, so there's a little shameless self-promotion there. So this week we are finishing up our month of comic book couples with the Gotham City Sirens. Uh, was this a recommendation from Todd or from Maya? I think this was a Maya recommendation. Of course, so he's not here. Well, Mr. Mm-hmm. Todd, will you uh, will you give us a little bit of a brief introduction as to what we're going to encounter this week? Sure. So with the Gotham City Sirens, you have Poison Ivy, Catwoman, and Harley Quinn that have, um, are all finding themselves single, as it may be, and they all decide to move in together and get a, you know, a gal's bachelorette apartment and hijinks ensue. Yeah, I called it the real world Gotham City, is what I referred to it yeah, as. Yeah, it really is. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Jason, you agree with that? I agree. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, then, Todd, what is the myification of this book? You know, I should think about those more. 
Yeah, you should, but it's kind of fun to put you on, on the... Uh, like, okay, so here's the other weird thing while you think about that. The, the other weird idea I had is, so I was talking to Jason before we started recording. I have the strangest Cards Against Humanity deck right now uh-huh. because I have the blue expansion box. I just got the absurd box, which is just very absurd, strange things. And then I have the uh, sci-fi pack and I have the fantasy pack. And I've just played with the idea of if someone says something and I have no comeback for it whatsoever, just randomly grab a card out of that deck and just say whatever's on that card, just for my own personal amusement, just to see what happens. That'd um, be funny. I think yeah. that'd be great. The yes. problem is, is that knowing Adam and Maya, they would railroad the conversation to crash and burn, so I'd have to read something strange off of those cards. Sure. Like, I'm not saying Todd wouldn't do that either, but uh, I've had that random thought of trying to do it. But I have the card sitting in front of me, so who knows? Maybe that'll okay. happen. But Todd, so, what's the modification? Blondes really do have more fun. <laughs> Who's blonde in this book? There's no blondes in this book. Harley. Is she blonde? I guess she is blonde. Yeah. I think of her as having like pink hair, but I guess she is blonde. Yeah. You, you know the pink is not natural, right, Brian? Sorry, what? <laughs> you know the pink is not natural. What? I know, That's not what she weird. told me. <laughs> have I ever dated a girl with pink I have dated a girl with pink hair, to be honest with you, but it was it was brown with pink streaks. Uh, or like a pink, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, um, well then. Oh, Todd. Also, do you want to discuss your annoyance with the uh, omnibus of this series? So, yeah, I'll do that real quick. The um, I organize my comics alphabetically, and I am like publisher be damned, genre be damned. It's alphabetical continuity. Who gives a crap? If I need to find it, we make it alphabetical, and I'm not having these crazy organizational methods and systems that only I can figure out or I need to remember how to figure out. Like I, me. I will <laughs> say my one <laughs> to this is the Omnibus, because these came out in issues and in trades as the Gotham City Sirens. When they published the Omnibus, going off the popularity of Harley Quinn, it is called Harley Quinn and the Gothies, Gotham City Sirens. But for me, it sits right next to my Gotham Central omnibus. Yes. Which also, <laughs> interestingly enough, I feel like, well, we can get into it when we analyze it, but like Harley is not completely the star of this. No. No. I kind of go with no. Catwoman as being the star of this. But. Sure. And that's yeah. another thing why part of my beef in having it go, it's not Harley Quinn and the Sirens, it's just the Sirens. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> Sorry, I am randomly looking through strange cards now. Yeah. Uh, other side. Uh, I think that kind of ruins it, though. You need to just pull one out and read it without uh, looking at it first. Okay. You ready? Here we go. Yeah. The Incredible Gary. He'll suck your nipples. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, apparently. Anyway, <laughs> that's the random card I just pulled. Okay. That's good. That is from the, that's from the Absurd Box. There you go. I think the most painful card you pulled out of the uh, fantasy I, pack. I know which one you're talking about. It. <laughs> and it I just, took a picture of it. You did. It just said, so this was from the fantasy pack of Make Believe. And it just said, gender equality. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's too painful. Uh, too painful and too true. Cool. Uh, do you guys have drinking games for this week? Oh, that's right. We that's right. I know I do. Yes. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to start with mine just because I think mine is terribly bad, bad in bad taste, which is why I love it. Um, sure. I am calling mine the Bill Cosby. 
<laughs> which is every time they say the word pudding or pudding, take a drink. Uh, it shows up a little bit more earlier on than later. Uh, Mr. Jason, what is your drinking game rule? Uh, mine is called Miracle Grow, uh, and it's any page on which you see a vine or plant of some kind grow, take a drink. Because if you did it by the panel, you'd be dead. Okay, here's the thing. I, like one. I do too, and it's a good one. I don't know what it is. Have you ever had those words that no matter what you do, you can't spell them properly? Yes, it's diarrhea for me. <laughs> Miracle is mine. Uh, I have the hardest time trying to spell it. I'm like, wait, is it M Y? Is it M I? For for me, it's rhythm. Oh, that's a good one yeah. too. Yeah. Okay. Well, 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 Todd, what is your drinking game rule? Mine is called Better Off Without Them. Every time, the biggest problems in their lives are the men. You need to Ooh, take a drink. Nice. <laughs> that is pretty awesome, actually. I like that. Then I guess, let's see, from here on out, I think it's just the playlist, isn't it? I think, you, yes, you're going through your agenda well today. I'm going through my agenda <laughs> today. Well, there's only three of us, so it's, you know, it's easier for me to try to keep this train on track, actually. Uh, some, some days it's harder than others. Some days I'm working much harder than I am on other things. Well, Mr. Jason, why don't you lead us off? What is your uh, playlist song? Uh, mine is called uh, These Boots Are Made For Walking by Nancy oh, nice. Sinatra. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. Mine is by the American beloved artist Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. <laughs> girls just want to have lunch. I was going to do Girls Just Want to Have Fun, but I thought Girls Just Want to Have Lunch would be more fun. That is fun. Uh, and then, Mr. Todd, what is yours? Mine is Donde Esta Yolanda by Pink Martini. Okay, so I'm not as familiar with that song. Explain your choice, just because I'm curious. You should just listen to it. It's got a great vibe to it. It kind of has a similar vibe, but in a lounge bluesy kind of way, as these boots are made for walking. Okay. So, yeah. I gotcha. And there's a lot of it in not English. Nice. Oh, hey, girl. Oh, you can hear her? Hey. I can. She's waking up. She is waking up because that's how timing goes. <laughs> uh, it's all good. This is her second podcast appearance. Yeah, uh, yeah. She, she made quite the appearance on an, on an English class hooligan episode. Actually, <laughs> she really did. <laughs> well, cool. Um, I think. Let's see. Do we have any forewarnings um, before we uh, go to an intermission and let people read this book? No. No, I don't think so. You're just kind of no. good to go. Okay. And to be honest with you, it's fairly episodic. Like it's, yeah, it's like at most there's like two episodes that tie together. Uh, for the most part, like it sort of just kind of goes. So mm-hmm. um, the only thing you need to know, I think, at this point in time, is that Batman at this point in time is not Bruce Wayne. It's is it Jason? It's Todd? Dick Grayson. Dick mm-hmm. Grayson. Dick Grayson is Batman because Batman is not or Bruce Wayne is not Batman because traveling none of us through know. time. Traveling through time. Is that what that one is right now? You know, I don't know. Batman R.I.P. Right? Yeah, it's just yeah. post Final Crisis and that whole thing. Okay, so so then yeah, I haven't read Final Crisis. What 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 is going on with Batman then? Oh, uh, Bruce Wayne gets shot by the Omega beings of right. Dark Side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he is sent through an amazing journey through time. That's crazy and weird. Yeah. Because Grant Morrison is. Oh, it's yeah. Grant Morrison. Okay, understood. Got it's it. It's not Darkseid is. It's Grant Morrison is. Got it. Nope, I'm following you now. All you had to say was Grant Morrison. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so craziness ensues. Okay. And don't get me wrong. I'm loving the original uh, Grant Morrison run of Doom Patrol. Like, I'm digging the shit out of it. But, yeah. you know, he, dude's crazy. Dude he is, is way crazy. crazy. I do love your Danny the Street sign. 
It's awesome. <laughs> yes, I ordered I ordered a Danny the Street sign. Like me and Todd were talking when I was in town and like it was one of those like just like stupid spur of the moment like uh purchases. And I get it in the mail and I was like, what the hell is it? And then I realized, oh my gosh, I got Danny the Street. So I took a picture and I said to everybody, I'm like, this is like an inside <laughs> joke. I think it's hilarious. Because you know that they make those signs for kids named Danny to put on their like walls. Yep. You know what I mean? But like yeah. I have a Danny Street sign and I'm like and people are like, Is your name Danny? No. <laughs> Nope, I don't know anyone named Danny. That is a real inside baseball reference that I think <laughs> is funny. So, anyway. Well, cool. So we will give you a chance to go and read this book. Uh, we will come back shortly after this. It's going to spoil the living crap out of it. So you have been forewarned. Uh, yeah, we will see you on the flip side. While we take a break. Here is a message from one of our fellow Hulu Sweetie Network podcasts. Hey, I'm Bryn. Hi, this is Charity. And this is the place where we talk to each other about true crime happenings from all around our home state of Utah. I do the research, she drinks wine and clutches her pearls. Listen along as we tell the fascinating tales of real-life people who turned our communities upside down and tell the stories of the victims, survivors, and families affected in their wake. Because we love a good mystery, we love a good story, and because this is the place where it happened. This is the place as a proud member of the Hello Sweetie Podcast Network. So I'm feeding a baby. Not it. Not it. <laughs> I have it on my phone. I'm going to need help. That's the problem. It's like, like, ah, damn. okay. I'm going to try to do this. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely need help. Okay. okay. And how, how many, did we do the full 13 or did we do like only seven? seven. I know there was like discussion. of Yeah. Let's just seven. do the seven. Yeah. Let's just do the seven. Okay. Yeah. The owner bus is big. Yeah, the, well, that's, well, like, huge, that's what I've got. The trades are the trades are big too. Oh, are they? you know what I mean? Yeah, the trades are like thirteen issues. Wow! I thought that was so because there's there's book wow. one and book two, which has thirteen or fourteen uh, trades each. But if each. there's if you just get a volume, yeah. then it's uh, one through seven. Because oh, really, because publishing books have to be opaque. Yeah, volumes are six issues. Books are two volumes. Is how it goes. Typically. Oh really? Yeah, um, or sometimes a little bit more because if you take like um, DMZ, is uh-huh. uh, thirteen trades but five books. Oh okay. So, okay. But, I mean, or twelve. Yeah, however that went. Yeah. So it's five books to do all of DMZ, but it was thirteen volumes in trade form. Okay. So it's just their methods of repackaging and reselling stuff to people over and over again. Well, so I bought this book. The package that it came in got stolen, and so oh. I I had to buy this on my phone to try to read it that way. And then, ironically, today we are in two months going to be doing Akira because we're doing a motorcycle month. So not next month, but the month after. And the Akira, which is the last book for that month, has arrived before I've ever actually gotten my physical copy of the Gotham City Sirens. So I had to read this off my phone. Um, that is the amazing wonder that is the modern, you know, system. Uh, so let's jump into, I'm going to try to give you the best description I can of these three episodes or of these seven uh, issues. The first issue, um, and I'm looking at the very big broad page view on this. So I'm trying to remember what this is. Uh, there's a guy called like the bone collector, the bone. What is this bone, guy's, what is this guy called? Crusher, bone, bone, bone blaster. blaster. That's what yeah. he called it. The bone mm, blaster. Yeah. Lame ass yeah. villain, let's be honest. So this lame ass villain named Bone Bast- Blaster is fighting. Um, uh, 
Cat- what's her name? Catwoman. And you have um, Poison Ivy shows up to help out. Uh, they end up deciding, hey, we should get an apartment together. And then they decide to get uh, Harley Quinn in. And then they uh, Bone Blaster comes back in. They fight, fight, fight. And they kick the Bone Blaster's ass. And now, guess what? We're going to be roommates. Real world Gotham City. So, uh, the next issue, they have tied up um, Catwoman, and they want to know if they're going to be roommates. They want to know who this Bruce or who is actually Batman, and they try to um, uh, basically brainwash her into saying it. She ends up saying a bunch of names and basically convinces them that Batman is a ever-changing character um, who you know is multiple different people and is, has been different people at the same time because she tells the truth and says it's Bruce Wayne, but she also says that it's a bunch of other people as well. And it technically isn't Bruce Wayne at that point in time anyway, so okay, we're moving on. Uh, Harley Quinn goes out for a walk about town, and she ends up nearly getting kidnapped and then kicks the shit out of everybody, and Bruce Wayne shows up and uh, gives her a ride, um, and they leave. Then we have a couple of issues that handle uh, the uh, deal with the uh, Riddler. Um, the Riddler is set up like this fake... Uh, uh, he's basically fighting with ba- fighting with Batman. They're playing this sort of game, uh, you know, where they're trying to outsmart each other. Uh, the women come in, they outsmart the uh, the Joker uh, or the Riddler. Um, then we have Mini Joker. Uh, so basically, the Joker's pissed off that Harley Quinn's been seen around town with uh, Bruce Wayne, um, and he brings in like a blimp, and he's like, "It's it's really old school Jokery and kitschy as shit." And the reason why that is is because it's this ends up being this little known uh, sidekick of the Joker and I'm trying to find his name Gaggy Gaggy. yeah Gaggy Gaggle what is his name Gagsworth A. Gagsworth yes that's Gagsworth A. Gagsworth to you skank I just looked at that page Um, Mm -hmm. so basically he was like this this fucking villain who used to hang out with uh, the Joker and he goes and tries to you know stabby stabby kill kill because he's all upset that uh, the Joker preferred uh Harley Quinn to him and like he has all these like I don't know it's it's this weird relationship dude's a little asshole mm-hmm. so they beat the shit out of him and they move on with their lives then they have a holiday story where mm-hmm. they fight a, a Santa Claus looking villain or guy who's trying to steal stuff um, they have Christmas merriment I'm trying to think what else is in that issue somebody want to help me with that so Poison Ivy goes to the rainforest and stops some eco-terrorists, oh, yeah. and Harley Quinn uh, goes back to visit her family, um, and uh, you just get to see a little bit of her family life and what her relationship is like with her dad, okay. uh, which is interesting. And then uh, they all realize that they're not really having fun um, outside of Gotham away from each other, so they go back to the hideout, which has been renovated and improved, oh, and then right. they spend Christmas together. Okay. And then yeah. is that the last issue in your book? Or is there more? Well, we, we both got the omnibus, so, um, but it, it, as far as volume one is concerned, that is the last of volume okay, one. Okay, so yes. let's call it there because I'm sounds good. I'm having a hard time remembering the rest of the stuff. So we'll call it we'll call it the Christmas episode. Um, that's where we will end these things for here. So, who wants to jump in with their thought? So, reading this is what I did find interesting is um, Paul Dini wrote the bulk of it. But, um, and he's also, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, he wrote the Batman uh, animated series, right? That is correct. Yep. That's him. Okay. So, and where Harley Quinn was introduced. Yeah. yeah. So the creator of Harley Quinn. So, and Gilla March okay. did all of the art, but there was, I think it's the second or third issue, Scott Lubdell does an issue, but yeah. it's still Gilla March. I am mm-hmm. very much used to seeing um, artists sub in and out 
and have a continuous writer, but having a writer sub in and out with a continuous artist is something I don't think I've really seen too much. It was a little weird. I will be honest with you. It was a little strange. I, I'm trying to think if I've seen it in other places as well, but it did. It You could tell that it was a slightly different vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously. And going on, um, speaking with, with uh, Gillum, I don't know how you want to say his name. That's how I say his name. If I'm Gillum. S- Gillum. Defoe. Defoe. That's right. I'm sure he gets that every day. I'm sure he does. Um, the art sure is a lot of fun. I mean, it yeah. order lies on the edge of cheesecake, but it's not quite there. Oh, no, it, it's there. Let's be <laughs> honest about it. No, it's totally there. Yeah, it's there. We'll admit that. It is a bit, it's cheesecake, but it's a lot of fun. It, um, I think he's been able to give the personality of the three main sirens all quite um, just play it up unique with their own. I mean, even between color schemes and just attitudes and everything else, I thought the art was very well done. And it was a whole lot of fun going on here. And I enjoyed Paul Dini. His um, writing coming in, you've got the day in the life, you've got Joker coming in and out going, oh, he loves me. Why? Because he's trying to kill me. That's how he shows he cares. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. dude, that's fucked up. Way to go. (laughs) Dude, my sister-in-law, after she saw Suicide Squad, like, I want a relationship like Joker and Harley. And I'm like, that's fucked up. (laughs) Run away. Well, it's my sister-in-law. I didn't marry that one. (laughs) So... (laughs) So there you are there, but um, I thought it was, it was very episodic. I'm not. You probably could read these in most any order and be okay. Yeah, as, as long as it, as long as you at least had the ones that actually had a couple through lines. You know what right. I mean? Like mm-hmm. the, the 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 Joker thing. I, I think is like two or three issues, or you know mm-hmm. the the gags worth or whatever. No, but I think you're right. It's. I mean, other than you know, like, hey, these guys are all. I mean, there's a little little things here and there, like they're working on their apartment and they're doing some stuff that way. There's helpful to know eventually later on i think mm-hmm. but yeah so yeah but no it's good i mean the interaction i mean they're inviting Catwoman in and at first they drug her trying to figure out so who's batman we have you have to tell us and she's like yeah i'm not gonna tell you that or i'm gonna obfuscate yeah. that and that was yeah. interesting and fun just kind of the uh you know we've been friends we've been enemies can we get along we need to make sure and i think that was a very worthwhile moment that needed to be addressed Agreed. I, yeah, I think it's I think it's a big key point, and like you kind of understand like the logic of them trying to find um, their trust level with each other and all that kind of stuff. Like you do need that sort of roommate establishment there to make that kind of work. So I like I get what's going on there. Yeah. So so I mean you have the whole conceit where you know they move in together, they have a good time, and yet they operate separately, and it's not like um, any of them have given up anything, but they do get a kick hanging out with each other, and so it was a lot of fun. Um, Jason, what are your thoughts? I definitely enjoyed it for the most part. I found the artwork to be uh, a little bit over-sexualized, yeah. um, which took me out of it at times. Um, and looking at uh, later issues when uh, the other writer, for the most part, takes over. I can't remember his name either. Yeah, but it, it seems to have toned that down a little bit without uh, sacrificing, of course, who the characters are mm-hmm. and, and how they've been portrayed in the past. So it still feels true to them, but without having... Um, you know, any of Harley's ridiculous split kicks that just just look ridiculous on the page. Yeah. Um, so I, I had a little bit of a problem with the art for that. The writing, for the most part, I really enjoyed. It does feel a little surface level for the most part. Um, uh-huh. I mean, it does kind of feel like a, a, a stop-motion version of an episode of the animated series, mm-hmm. which I love. But for whatever reason, it felt a little slow, or maybe the, the episodic nature of it... Um, bothered me a little bit more because 
I didn't want to spend that much time with the Riddler. I wanted to keep hanging out with the mm-hmm. uh, with the three girls. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the best stuff is is when the three of them are interacting, and you really get to see their personalities shine. And and uh, yeah, especially when they are done dealing with the fake Joker with Gabby mm-hmm. or Ga- Gaggy Gaggy. Uh, and Harley has this small moment of realization that she's maybe being a little um, codependent on Joker, and, and that his <laughs> his uh, yeah that, that his attitude towards her is not healthy. Yeah. Um, I think that was a really nice moment, and as well as the uh, the first moment when they're trying to figure out if they can actually trust Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also get to see a nice little uh, flashback scene between Catwoman and Talia Al Ghul, um, where she learned how to obfuscate the truth of, of Batman's identity. You know, yeah. and um, what makes that interesting is we had recently read that Rules of Engagement, where you've yep. got mm-hmm. Catwoman and Talia doing again. So. I just find it a little bit interesting is did they forget about it or now that it's new circumstances, it's a whole new conversation, but they always have, it's a very interesting dynamic and comparison between those two scenes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I will say, I agree with you that it feels like the episodic nature of the television show. And it Mm -hmm. does feel like the first couple of issues of a television show where they're like, okay, well we're going to introduce a few characters that, you know, and, we're going to try to take a spin on things. We're going to try to do some stuff that way. And I, I liked it for the most part. But like, And I feel like there's another book. I don't remember which one it is, but I bought a collection of, of Batman stories by Paul uh, Dini. Mm-hmm. This I liked a lot more than that other book that I had read. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I, I don't remember what it was enough to say, like even recommend it or not recommend it. I, don't, I, I just know that I had a book by Paul. The name that Paul Dini was, was the more important thing on that book than anything else. And it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't great. I was kind of hoping for a, you know, uh, a Batman animated series sort of, uh, you know, revival or whatever. But it wasn't really quite that. This I think definitely is in the more of the same vein and is, mm-hmm. is pretty fun. Yeah. Um, is is the the animated series on the DC United app or DC Unlimited app? Yes, it is, and it's in HD. Ooh. Okay. So it is on the app and it has been remastered. So if you buy the money for that mm-hmm. big Blu-ray edition where they've remastered it, the same thing is on the app itself. Yep. Okay. I've been tempted to get that app, and that's one of the things that would tempt me into it is to be able to watch that show. You know, I've enjoyed it um, watching some things. Titans was an enjoyable run, but Titans, what's coming to mm-hmm. Netflix shortly? Oh, is it really? Okay. Yeah. So it seems what's happening is the DC Universe, like they're doing a Doom Patrol show getting ready to come mm-hmm. out and you've got a young justice new season playing right now is it will mm-hmm. debut on that app first for a while before it rolls out because they still have to get their money out of it yeah and it no, goes that makes to sense. netflix or something so it's kind of like a see it first kind of a deal mm-hmm. okay the problem i'm having to be honest with you is, is being in school and doing the show and then actually having work and then trying to have a social life my TV is barely, rarely turned on. So it's like, it's hard for me to justify that money at this point in time because I'm just not watching anything. I'm barely watching the Netflix right now. You know what I mean? So if you're not watching, once again, um, great programming is great programming. It's today and next month and next year. I mean, so then wait, it's fine. There will always be time. I know, it's true. Well, cool. Uh, You guys have any other thoughts you want to jump in on or do you guys want to go into cocktails? Uh, I did have one, one little issue with, with the art, too. Um, okay, okay. In, uh, in issue three, when the Riddler and, uh, quote-unquote, Batman are 
sort of um, uh, going toe to toe on how many clues they've uncovered and are trying to find this next serial killer's mm-hmm. victim. Oh, I forgot about. I, I forgot it, to mention about yeah, how it, they sort of team up. I apologize for well, that. They mm-hmm. kind of team up, but they're going. To, they're trying to to prove who is smarter, and it's just yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, when they're going back and forth about the clues, they mention that the victim uh, shows the uh, "I love you" sign language, uh, but then the image of that hand is not actually "I love you." So that just that just bothered me. <laughs> oh so, no! I, okay. Yeah, it's just that's the, funny. Yeah, the two horns. Which the thing is, is that like that is such a a known thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like e- most people even know what that is, even if they don't know sign language. Yeah. I mean, so is Gillum March American. Uh, that's an interesting question too, actually, because yeah, American yeah. sign language is a little bit different than international sign Very language. True. So I, I, he might be and just be an idiot or he might not and get a pass here. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. That that's fair. We, we, well, <laughs> we won't judge completely on that, but no, that is a good point. All right. So, with the Riddler and whatnot, talking about that a little bit, it was interesting how he's playing it straight in that whole time, or even when the uh, you've got a hush playing at Bruce Wayne and that whole thing of going, you know, when he's first with Harley as Bruce Wayne, and it's like, oh, I'm going to push her off the building, or maybe I can do this, how can I do that? And you're like, you know, I had mixed feelings about that. Some of it was kind of fun, but at the same time, it's like, it's too... I don't know. It dragged on for me. It did drag on, and I'm like, it's yeah. Bruce being played too serious is the problem yeah. in and mm-hmm. of itself, too. So, yeah. yeah. It seemed very much that Paul was, Paul Denny, the, the animated series is like the high watermark, and it still is. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. is the transitioning to the different medium the challenge? he's been facing here a bit. Well, I think he did better in this one than other times I've seen him write comics. Sure. So, like, I but it's, kind of, so it's I later mean, on in the transition? Maybe. It's, it's yeah. Yeah. I will, I will say that the character, uh, characterizations of Harley uh, and Ivy and, and even a little bit of Catwoman felt really good. Yeah. Harley mm-hmm. in particular, obviously, because he uh, created that character. But whenever I was reading her lines, I was just hearing Tara Strong. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so, yeah for well, sure. That was great. So, um, with the omnibus itself, I think the um, it's a great quality omnibus. The paper stock mm-hmm. is great. The uh, binding and everything else, the wraparound art, it's everything mm-hmm. here. I'm like, it is. Uh, DC's really stepped up their game in the last few years, and it's an extremely well crafted book in that regard. Take a drink from me saying that, Brian. <laughs> Why? In that regard, I still I say that. In that regard, oh, that's true. Yeah. No, you, have, you haven't done as much. Like, I'm, I'm now hesitant to tell people the things that I notice that they do all the time because then they stop doing them as much. Sure, but shouldn't we become better? It's true, <laughs> but, like, it's one of those things where, like, I don't want people to be so self-conscious that they all of a sudden know all their own little quirks. And then, because, like, I know bad, I'm bad enough of, like, feeling really bad about my ums or when I stutter step or, you know, restart things or things like that. Sure, sure. I can tell you this. My ego is great enough. I'd rather just be better and know where I'm fucking it up. Well, okay. I haven't noticed anything in a while, though. So Okay, I'll take that. Yeah. But, uh, cool. Well, um, I think I'm going to jump in with a cocktail here real fast. Do it. Okay. So mine, I am playing off of what my drinking game rule was and the fact that they, they say pudding all the time. So mine is a banana pudding cocktail. Also, let's be honest, I'm on keto, so like the amount of sugar in this drink just sounds so delicious <laughs> to me right now. Um, so it is one ounce of whipped cream vodka, one ounce of cream de banana, uh, one ounce of milk, 
two tablespoons of banana pudding mix, two drops of yellow food coloring, which is optional. You can do it if you want. And then you're going to uh, rim the glass with caramel, caramel syrup or caramel syrup. I don't know what the proper pronunciation of that is. Uh, caramel. Caramel. Caramel syrup, crushed vanilla wafers, and you're going to garnish with whipped cream, vanilla wafer cookies. Uh, what you basically do is you rim the glass to begin with, set it aside. Uh, you shake the shit out of the vodka, the creme de banana, the uh, banana pudding mix, and the milk and the yellow food coloring, optional. Um, mm-hmm. You strain the mix into the glass and you garnish with the vanilla wafer cookie. And uh, it says on my thing, please drink responsibly. So apparently, you know, because it's a, a kitty kind of drink, they put that little disclaimer in there. But it's always a good disclaimer in general anyway. Yeah. Um, Mr. Jason, what is your cocktail? Uh, mine also matches my drinking rule. Uh, okay. so it is mm-hmm. poison ivy drink. Two ounces of gin, one ounces of uh, Saint Germain, which is an elderberry liqueur, three quarter ounces of fresh squeezed lemon juice, or excuse me, lime juice, uh, three sprigs of fresh basil, three two sprigs of fresh mint. Muddle all those ingredients well in a cocktail shaker. Fill with ice. Shake vigorously for at least twenty seconds. This will help break up the herbs and give the drink its flavor and uh, alluring green color. And then strain it into a coupe glass. And for an extra kick, add a dash of hot sauce. Awesome. That's a long list of ingredients. Uh, Mr. Todd, do you want to change the name of your drink, or do you want to stay with the name of your drink? No, I'm just going to go with this, because it's yeah. perfect. It's uh, also the Poison Uh-oh. Ivy, and it's a variation on the theme, but yours sounds great. So, for this one, it um, has um, two ounces of Carlson's Gold Vodka. Um, what you're looking for in this vodka is, I was reading up on this one, it's a very earthy vodka. They've only, like, filtered it once. Hmm. Oh, interesting. So, this is none of that triple, quadruple filtering stuff it has it's a vodka with a lot of earthy taste to it as part of it and for the poison ivy this makes a lot of sense yeah um so and it also has a three quarters of an ounce of honey and three quarters of an ounce of fresh lemon juice and basil so you want to muddle the basil in your cocktail in your cocktail glass i like shocktail that sounds like a great name Right. You want to add the vodka, honey, and lemon juice, and then you shake the shit out of it with ice. And then you strain into the glass over fresh ice, and then you garnish with a pinch of cayenne pepper and a little bit of smoked salt. So it's got that little bit of spicy, salty earthiness going on for it. Yeah. Mm. Sounds great. I just added shocktail to my list of random shit. Um, Shocktail. Shocktail. Great band name, really. Shocktail. Yeah. Ooh, Shocktail Party would be a great punk band name. (laughs) <laughs> I like it. Shocktail party. Coming to warp for near you. <laughs> sounds like a sexual harassment suit waiting to happen. <laughs> Shocktail party. Have you had your tail shocked? Uh, yeah. Uh, does anybody have any parting thoughts before we go on to final grades and all that stuff? As a collection of these characters, it was fun. It wasn't the... Um, I wasn't truly enamored with it. Yeah. I guess is how I'd put it. It's like, yeah. I wasn't enamored like, oh, this is the greatest thing. It was fine. It definitely delivered on its premise. Mm-hmm. So it was a very solid effort. But, yeah, it wasn't stellar. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, future issues in the Omnibus uh, delve deeper into, into the characters. Did you buy yeah. the Omnibus, or did you buy the... I did. Uh, oh, you have the full... You have Harley oh, Quinn yeah. and the Gotham Okay, so... Yeah. I was thinking about, since my my volume didn't show up, I might just buy the Omnibus <laughs> uh, <laughs> to replace it. So, Well, cool. Uh, you guys ready for good grades? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. For uh, writing, for Mr... You want to do self-contained first? Self-contained. For self-contained, <laughs> what is your grade, uh, Mr. Jason? Uh, it's an A. Mr. Todd. I did that on purpose, just so you know. 
Good. You know, it's also an A. I mean, um, it was the first seven issues. We know the adventures continue, but it's not. There's nothing feeding into this from elsewhere coming in, or you don't feel like you're missing out. So yeah, that's an A. It's very episodic. I'll also give it an A. It doesn't necessarily need a whole lot of um, other stuff with it. Uh, For writing for Mr. Paul Dini, what is your grade, Mr. Todd? That's a B. So, once again, as I was saying a bit earlier, it really gets the job done, uh, meets the premise. It wasn't amazing. Uh, Mr. Jason? Uh, Mine is also a B. And just to clarify one thing, in issue three, uh, Scott Lobdell uh, does actually write the the Riddler one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, I'm with you. Yes. Uh, I'll, yes. For Scott as well. Um, but mainly Paul Dini. Uh, I'm with you at a at a B. Um, I, I feel like good, not great. You know what I mean? Like definitely passable, fun read. Not gonna change your world. For art, and I don't know all the names of the artists on this one. Um, does it switch or is, this, is it the same person for most of it? I think it's mostly uh, Gil and March. Okay, so yeah. for Gil and March, we'll say that. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with an A. Actually, I really like the art. At times, it's overly sexualized, but you know, I don't necessarily know if that's not necessarily being put on him by the producers of the book. You know what I mean? Sometimes I wonder how much of DC's like we need more boobs, you know, <laughs> or as I like to see boobs. Uh, who is? I think it's uh, there's. I can't remember who it is, but there's one artist I follow on Instagram. Every time they have to censor one of the things, they spell B W E E B S for boobs. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of boobs. Uh, sure. What is your grade for art, uh, Mr. Jason? Uh, mine is a C plus. I, I really like the colors and and uh, obviously I'm a huge fan of the characters, but the uh, overt sexualization of some of their poses on the panels just it, it really took me out of it sometimes. Don't disagree with that at all, actually. But uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Todd, what is your grade? It's um, I give it a B plus here. What I really enjoyed about it is um, Jason's not wrong. That's definitely there, but it's the um, as you look at the quintessential or one of my the splash patient pages aside, mm-hmm. it really is drawing. It's the quintessential like versions of them as they're doing it. So it's not like when I pictures like what does a Catwoman look like or a Poison Ivy. The outfits and the design and the costumes are all just spot on. They're true. There. I completely so, agree with that. Yeah. So with that being said, it's like oh, this is the classic. This is the standard, and it was um, though it, it was it was well executed for the most part. Besides those points there so i give it a b plus cool so for final overall grade what is your grade mr todd it's a b okay um mr jason Uh, mine is also a solid b i agreed with you i even had it written down beforehand so i'm not just being agreeable mine was also (laughs) a b uh which gives us a 3.0 average uh a b average because we all said the exact same overall grade (laughs) Cool. Um, so, starting next month, we're going to be doing a, a, a month featuring the team-up between Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. Uh, Sean Phillips is uh, the artist, Brubaker is the writer. Uh, and surprisingly enough, uh, there's a lot of people on this podcast who haven't read all of these, which I was really surprised by, because I've, yeah. I've been a big fan of this kind of stuff before. Jason, you haven't read a lot of this stuff, right? I haven't read any of it. Yeah. Oh, uh, you're going to love it. Yeah. Okay. Very, the, uh, Brubaker and Phillips together do great noir comics. Like, that's Ooh, really okay. what it is. I'm so it, it's all going to be very noir sort of thing. So um, they did a, a series called Criminal. Um, all of them are mm-hmm. individual stories. The book that we're going to be doing is called Last of the Innocent. All the criminal books, um, there's one called Lawless, and I can't remember what the other one is, but that's the only time a character reappears. Um, mm-hmm. All the others are just sort of independent sort of things. 
Um, we're going to be doing a book called Incognito, which is the first book of theirs that I read. Uh, I'm excited to go back and revisit that one because it's been a while. Um, and then we're going to do two of the more recent ones. Uh, a book We're going to do a book one of a book called The Fade Out. It's a three-volume set um, about a uh, blacklisted writer um, involved in the uh, murder investigation of a Hollywood starlet. So, Jason, that will definitely be up your alley. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, we will be doing finishing up the month with Kill or Be Killed, which is about a guy who sees a demon who basically tells him you need to kill somebody or I'm going to kill you. You have to kill somebody at least once a month. So he basically decides if he's going to have to kill somebody, he's going to kill somebody bad. And so he becomes a vigilante. But then, of course, it becomes questioned as to whether or not he is completely sane. Hmm. Um, and that I don't know if that gets into it in the first book or not, but the, the first book, uh, that's kind of where it is. So that's going to be our, uh, our month of March is going to be Brubaker um, and Phillips. Uh, do we want to say April already since we already have that figured out? Um, before we go to April, though, um, for yeah. Brubaker, if you're not familiar with him, he's the one. He wrote Winter Soldier in the comic series. Yeah. So uh, that whole storyline is him. He um, did Gotham Central with Greg Rucka for the DC side of things so that was him as well and he's done a bunch of stuff but he is a super solid awesome writer yeah he is all right he does great work i think jason i think you're really in for a treat i think you're going to discover one of your new favorite writers not to not to build it up too much for you but um (laughs) definitely one of mine expectations high yeah well like so there's a few writers on my shelves who have their own little section uh, Bendis has one, Jeff Lemire has one, and Brew Baker has one. Mm, okay. So, oh, and Robert Kirkman. So, just because I have so much, I mean, not to say anything bad about Robert Kirkman, I just have a lot of Robert Kirkman as well. So he gets his own section as well. Yeah. But like, those are the writers who have their own sections. So yeah. So I, I think uh, I think you're in for a treat. I'm excited for All you. Right, cool. Um, yeah. It's one of those things where it's like you're, I'm kind of excited. Like it's like when you have like a great movie and you're excited for a friend to see it for the first time. You're like, oh, it's gonna fucking blow your mind, yeah. man. Like I'm kind of excited for that. I'm like, oh, you get to be introduced yeah. to Drew Baker. I'm really excited for you. And now I've built it up way too much. You know, be like, this guy's a fucking hack. But anyway, um, overall great. Cool. B. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> um, cool. Um, well, we'll give you April just because we actually figured it out early. Um, and so we'll just give you a heads up on that. And we'll revisit this and tell you guys again later. But we decided to do Motorcycle Month. This came out of a random conversation between me and Todd about yep. a book that I was reading. Uh, Todd had recommended it uh, probably about a month ago on the show, uh, a book called Motor Crush, uh, which will be the first book we do that month. And then we thought, hey, if you add in these other books, you could have a full month. And so me and Todd basically put together a month. And the rest of us, not wanting to make decisions, uh, <laughs> they all agreed and said, yeah, that sounds great. Fine, whatever. So we're going to do uh, Motor Crush will be episode 155, followed by Cosmic Ghost Rider, Baby Thanos Must Die, which is by Donnie Cates, correct? Yes, it is. Okay. Um, and then we're going to end up doing Joyride, and then we're going to do Gotham City Garage, and then because there are five Mondays in the month of April, we're going to end with Akira. You know, so it's all going to be motorcycle featuring books. Um, as far as we know, Cosmic Ghost Rider has some motorcycle in it. That's the only one we aren't sure for sure, but hopefully, I mean, it's it's Ghost Rider. It's Ghost so Rider. It's got to have some sort of you know something Annoying in there. Some, question. Some motorcycle in there. Yes. Yeah. Is it Akira or Akira? Because in the movie, it's Akira. Okay, so that's probably correct then. Okay. I mean, I'm we'll guessing. Go with that. Okay. We'll go with Akira. We'll go okay. with that. That movie is so fucking twisted. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go rewatch that movie as well because we're gonna read it. Because like now that Todd mentioned it, because you have the whole big old box set, and I didn't want to buy the whole right. big old box set, but now I know what's gonna happen is I'm gonna buy all the individual issues. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But so what was interesting with the care, we'll get into that later is, um, so the guy who made the movie wrote the comic 
And the comic wasn't done when they made the movie. So the movie is like volume one and most of the last volume. But it really only touched on a few themes and it felt rushed in points of the movie. It's going like, I'm not quite sure I get what's going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the comic series itself, it becomes incredibly flushed out. Flushed oh, out. I'm excited about that. Then. That's so, and cool. the question also comes, what's the original work? Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. kind of a combination of them both. So it's kind of interesting there. Well, I mean, we're in the same situation with Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. You had a similar situation with uh, Scott Pilgrim because the film came... Well, the film was being made before the last book came out. The last book came out like a week before the film, you know, came out or something like that. Yes. So, you know, there's 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 uh, there's other precedent for that, but that is an interesting conversation to get into. Yeah. Uh, we, we will cover all that in two months. Uh, <laughs> you've got more than enough warning to be able to order this stuff off of in stock trade, which is part of the reason why we planned it so early. So, you know. But, I mean, if you can, support your local comic shop. But if you want to save a couple couple coins, in stock yeah. trains, my friends, good stuff. Um, cool. So, do you guys have any recommendations for this week? I do. Oh, awesome. What's your recommendation? Yeah. Uh, speaking of. Uh, good content whenever you can find it and whenever you can watch it. Uh, series that just came out on Netflix, uh, well, just came out a month ago when you're listening to this, uh, Sex Education. Oh, it's, yeah, how is that? It's really good. It's uh, heartfelt, funny, equal measure. Uh, it deals with some very mature things, not just sexual or about sexuality, but uh, some pretty heavy stuff. So it's okay. it's well worth it. it. It showed up on my list. It's I just am so damn busy. It sucks because like, there's a lot of good stuff to go on. Um, but like, I'm even scheduling out my commutes on my phone of like, okay, I got to leave at this point in time to be able to go do this or whatever. So Mm -hmm. anyway, well, cool. Uh, Todd, do you have any recommendations? I do as well. I'm speaking with Paul Dini and whatnot. There was a number of years ago, he, um, got jumped and got the shit severely kicked out of him. I remember that. Yeah. And he was on, and his whole recovery process and everything he actually wrote a book called batman a um dark knight a true batman story and it's how he was um writing a little bit of batman and through that was part of his uh, recuperation and recovery from it and pretending to be batman himself on um, working his way through the trauma and everything that happened to him it really is it's a vertigo book it's um it's really it's quite wonderful and good so it's it's not dc continuity or anything at all <laughs> but it was a interesting book to read that's for sure wow that sounds interesting actually yeah do i have i've read a lot recently but i'm trying to remember what i've been reading that's been good um i will recommend this one i think todd if todd hasn't already recommended it um i'll I'll mention it again it's by rick remander it's a spy thriller i'm reading volume two of it right now and i'm blanking on the name oh queen and country um is a fun little greg rucka i'm sorry who did i say it was rick remander Oh, yeah. No, sorry, I lied. Yeah, Greg Rucka. Uh, last name starts with an R. I was close. Um, yeah, that's right. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a fun book. Uh, I'm reading volume two right now, which is uh, about what, three or four separate sort of little stories on their own. Um, but it's been, I mean, it's fascinating. I actually bought it for my mom as a gift for Christmas because I wanted her, she wants to get into comics a little bit. So I bought her the first volume to kind of, because she likes kind of spy thrills and stuff like that. So that was sort of the idea of, trying to get her into it so like i'll uh since i'm reading that that's uh, what i'll recommend for this week um anybody else anything else that's it for me okay cool well thank you so much for joining us um hopefully next week we will have the other boys back um we survived 150 episodes i know yay (laughs) Uh, take care of this so okay 
Cool. Well, so we'll uh, j- we'll see you next week for uh, Brew Baker Phillips team up with uh, Criminal: The Last of the Innocent. Uh, thanks for joining us, and we will see you later. Bye. Thank you for joining us. Please rate us on whatever service you listen on. And remember, at least we're not cinema queens.